VIC Radio. Oh my goodness. How long has it been? Not sure. <laughs> too long. Way, way, way too here. long. We are dribbling around. I am Jaden Becker. Alongside me is Dane Richardson and Connor Glunt. We originally were uh, VIC Radio's one and only basketball-only show. And uh, this semester, we'll, we'll see We'll see how that goes. Yeah, you semester. know, we've been watching, honestly, we've been watching like, basketball 24 7 Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, you know, we're still going to give our insight on it. Yes. Yes, and not only are we going to give our insight on them, give insight on ourselves and uh, what we've been up to and everything like that because we've all been doing some pretty crazy yeah. things lately. It's so, been a minute. Yes, it's, it's been a very, very long time. But why not just jump right into some basketball right away? Let's give the fans what they want. You know, we, we've been hearing it left and right, all the people everywhere saying, oh, my God, Jibbling Round's coming back. What are, what are we going <laughs> to do? we got to get make sure we're ready. 11 o'clock uh, on the dot, we have to be there, and we're here for them. So why not let's just start talking about some, uh, some basketball and talking about this all-star selection coming up. So... Uh, definitely going to be some fun things when it comes down to the NBA. Obviously, we just saw the NHL have their uh, all-star skills contest. The 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 um, the, the, uh, yeah, the skills NFL. contest. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I lost it. The NFL also did their uh, skill contest as well, both being in Vegas. So, uh, you know, we're looking at the NBA here. We have a good list of starters, but some familiar names as well here, Dave. Yeah, I would honestly have loved to see LaMelo Ball be an all-star. Mm. I think he was averaging 19-7-7, 7-7, excuse me, but like... The other East reserves, they're all well deserved. Mm. Like Fred Van. Okay. Oh yeah, Fred I'm not going to argue Van Vliet. Okay. FEV. The Raptors are five games over 500, if I'm correct, and I did not expect them to be there, especially after a down year last year. And I get they were playing in Tampa; they weren't really playing in Toronto that much. But he deserves to be there in the West. I kind of wanted to see Anthony Edwards sneak in there, but I have no, absolutely no beef with the West. I think it's Booker. Chris Paul, Carl Anthony Towns, Luca, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Draymond. But the one beef mm-hmm. I have, Andrew Wiggins is a starter in the Western <laughs> Conference. Shout out to the Warriors fans. But come on, man. It's ridiculous. Well, he even had Cat support. Cat was the one voting for him and to start in the players' pool, too. So, I mean, it wasn't just Warriors fans. Like, he had, I think, a really underrated support cast around the players. And that's that was the most surprising part for me because – I feel like every year since, or like the last couple seasons since Wiggins has made the, mm. or been a Warrior, he's always been like top five or whatever for fan voting. So, and if you look at that, as you mentioned, that that starting five for the West, well, obviously going to be a draft, but the West starters, the one name that doesn't really fit there, if you look at the it's like Le- a clown LeBron, with a red Steph, nose, ja, and, and uh, joking, you know, Wiggins. Would not be the first one to come to mind to finish off that five I mean, grouping. I think all four of those names before Wiggins have been mentioned as an MVP candidate. Yes, yeah. Wiggins isn't even mentioned as like a most improved or anything. Like he's nothing on his like kind of. We're gonna do an All Star draft in uh, like a, th- a few minutes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Wiggins is gonna be the last pick of the starters, and if he's not. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're already going to tell you. Do that. we want to talk about snubs before we jump in? Because I, I also I, I have some qualms with the East. Who? I, I thought you were going to say SGA is a snub. No, no, no. SGA, well, SGA, I think, is also hurt. I think he uh, something with his hamstring won't be back until after this All-Star break. So. LaMelo but, Ball is the biggest snub, in my opinion. I agree. So, like, whenever I'm looking at the East reserves, I see two names that they are not All-Stars this year. Chris Middleton being one. Okay. And that's where I would put LaMelo. The second one is James Harden. James uh, Harden is not an all-star. Well, who this. would you put in there? Jared Allen. They don't have any bigs on the East Reserve. They don't have a single big on the East well, Reserve. Okay, although true, you have to remember that the all-star game itself is, is, a, is a moment for the fans. And to not have Harden in that, I think well, then it's, again, it's, it's that kind of isn't the reserve lackluster. that's not fan voted. That is true. Reserves that aren't fan true. voted, okay. yeah. And so, I don't think anyone's really going because they want to see Rudy Gobert get a double-double. It's <laughs> fair. I also think Chris Middleton gets voted because not only – okay, his numbers are solid. Chris 19, Middleton 19, gets – 19-5-5, five five, right? Numbers are solid, plays decent defense. He's a reputation he, pick. That's all he is. Well, no. Players picked him. He just was a huge piece in an NBA title run. Exactly. He's solid That's, this year. And in crunch time, like, players are like, oh, Chris Middleton, man, he can make a big shot at this point. He's mm-hmm. an NBA champion. He's Whereas LaMelo Ball might please fans a little bit more, sort of that razzle-dazzle in the middle of the game. But 
I think the NBA is much more scared of Chris Middleton in crunch time right now than LaMelo Ball. That's not to say that situation could change next year or two years from now, because I think it will, because LaMelo is only 20 years old. But that's one of the reasons, and it, it makes a lot of sense why you would pick Chris Middleton, the players and coaches, over LaMelo Ball, right? Yeah, I mean, I agree, but it's not a conversation of who do you want taking the final shot at the end of the game. It's a conversation of who should have been an all-star. And in this case, it's LaMelo Ball and Jared Allen. I mean, Jared Allen just dropped a 2020 game. I'm sure you'll talk about Cleveland a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, 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 I give credit to them. No yeah. one no one really expected them to be where they are. And they're continuing to win without Ricky Rubio. I'm sure and, we'll... I mean, they haven't had Colin Sexton pretty much all year, too. Yeah. Well, so, speaking of which, yeah. you want to focus on Cleveland a little bit before we get into this all-star draft. Darius Garland is a first-time All-Star. Yes, he's can't say huge. enough about him. He are, he has a very good case for probably most improved. Just like the jump he's made, like really leading the team, especially without Sexton this year. And even whenever Sexton went out, he turned into the primary scorer. Especially because Rubio, we all know he's just been a pass-first guard. He goes down. They bring in Rondo. He hasn't done much. They've found a couple uh, plug-and-play guys like Goodwin. Even Kevin Love is having a resurging year. So. It's not just obviously all Darius Garland, but he's really pro- like he's really taken that next step into obviously all star all star status. He I don't think he's done yet. I think he still has another level. Did anyone see the Cavs beat the Hornets by one last night? And the Hornets they're a team I like too. Speaking of Jared Allen, twenty nine points, twenty two yeah. rebounds last night, insane. But did anyone see the play? You you guys might have seen it on Instagram. Where there was a whistle, mm-hmm. right? I think it might have been a foul. Yeah. Dean Wade might have stepped out of bounds for Cleveland. Then Terry Rozier is taking a practice shot after the whistle blows. Yes, and Ed Davis so touches yes. him from the bench, and they call it a, a good three-point field goal. Yep, that was one of the craziest sequences I've ever seen in my life. Yes. I don't like that's I, why I refs that, need to have yes. like answer I, questions. Press conferences, they, and yeah. they did post game, and they did talk about it not in front of the, the full public, but they did have a quote from that saying. That that shouldn't have been a foul. There was a miscommunication on the order of uh, of events that happened when they had their communication after the the play happened. So that's the only reason why it ended up being like a four point play uh-huh. at the end of it all. So they did have a communication there, but you know it, that was a momentum booster to bring. Uh, I believe that was the Hornets back into the game. So you know that these things happen in the yeah. NBA nowadays. I mean, like you realize like there's technology nowadays yeah. that we have, that we can go back and look at these yeah, things it's... just in case you, you know obviously these officials should be knowing the order of events but if there's any discrepancy you can always go back to the videotape and you know it's not like NBA games are are like baseball games or football games that are lasting three and a half hours no you, I think you can you can uh, make them wait a little bit yeah. make sure you get it right it's just inexcusable at that point but at the mm-hmm. end of the game like the rest ended up giving like kind of uh, swallowing the whistle for Cleveland and yes, one on, on the final play of the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, like whenever they got possession, I think Isaac Okoro like pretty much threw someone to the ground to get the mm-hmm. rebounds. Like, all right, street <laughs> rules, but uh No blood, no foul. Yeah, no no harm, no foul, I guess. <laughs> Last thing before we get into our all-star draft. Someone who some people thought was a snub. I didn't think so, but it's having a really good year. Twenty five years of age, San Antonio Spurs DeJounte Murray. Really nice player. And I kinda hope he gets out of San Antonio and Nothing but respect for that franchise because they won for so long. But the past few years, they've been at the center of mediocrity toward the bottom of the Western Conference. So quickly, I'm not sure what their kind of future looks like Mm because they have a nice point guard. But DeJounte Murray's not a number one guy, but he could be a nice three on a championship team. I don't think that's necessarily fair to San Antonio because they've been just like they've been in Indiana Pacers territory, you know. Like, they haven't been tanking where they can get a top pick. But at the same time, like, DeJounte Murray, really good. He is, like, not an all-star snub because I'd still put, like, Anthony Edwards ahead of him. And and guys like those, like, you can be really good. That doesn't make you an all-star snub because at the end of the day, there's only, what, six, seven spaces? Seven. Exactly. You're supposed to be an all-star, not a a very good. A very good, yeah. That's (laughs) it. I mean, that's my case with Chris Middleton, but it's just uh, he's having a really good year. Props to him. Not quite an all-star, at least just yet in his career. And I don't know if he needs to get out of San Antonio because at the end of the day, they could be building something. But they just have a bunch of pieces where they're just going to kind of be in the middle of the standings where they're going to need a couple lottery balls to fall in place. Yeah. Let's begin to the all-star draft. Who wants to do it? Like, I'll, I'll host it, you two. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so. Do you, okay, so how it usually goes in the regular draft, let's say LeBron and KD were the captains, I'll go first, third, fifth with the starters, then you yeah. pick first with the reserves. Or do you want to do snake? It's up to you. Do, like do, you, I pick one, you pick two, three. 
do it do it like how they would do it in yeah, the okay. yeah, NBA. Authenticity. Do you want yes. first pick with the starters? Uh yeah, I'll I'll take first pick. Okay, and I'll I'll we have our the sheet of all the all stars right now, so we'll erase I'll erase them as okay. okay. I'll, I'll write it down right. here at the bottom. Your first pick, Connor. Go so, ahead. Well, so am I picking which captain I am? We didn't. Yes, you're oh, picking okay. which captain so what you ca- are. <laughs> Honestly, we're gonna go the whole draft because. All right, well, give me LeBron. Wow, okay. you look just like LeBron. Cut, yeah, I, I know. Have to say oh, it's, it's a match. And you know what? I LeBron look just like I look just like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Shout out him coming to the Syracuse game last weekend. Um. Huge win for the Orange, by the way. They're 11 and 11. Is, it, Terrible the, is that the captain Giannis or KD? No, KD's the captain. Well, ca- do I have to pick KD? Then? Yeah. Well, that's who you that's are. That's fine. I'll pick KD. You cannot be your, not yourself oh, there, it. Dane. All right, now give me Giannis. I don't like you. Uh, <laughs> all right, bringing back the Warrior gang. Give me Steph Curry. So, right as we currently stand, we have Curry and KD and LeBron and Giannis. Yeah, and we are now going with Jokic. Okay. So now we're just building a god squad here. Yeah. If you're, if you're, we are um, building like the big. Give me like, uh, the process, Joel Embiid. Mod stars. Embiid. So so right now, still let's let's go with the first three picks here: LeBron, Giannis, and Jokic for Connor, and then Katie Curry and Embiid for for Dane. So so you're you're right there. Yeah, close, I but, think it's pretty I close. I think Jokic takes over Embiid. Oh. Embiid's been so. I know good he's this he's year. been very good, but Jokic they're Jokic, putting him in an upper yeah. echelon level where Jokic did win the MVP, like, but Embiid is in content. Embiid is the only reason why that team. If they didn't oh, have yeah, Joel Embiid, that team would be absolutely awful. True, but shout out to Tyrese Max. And Tobias Harris there's, there's has had pieces, his moments this year. There's but, pieces around Giannis. Uh, excuse me, around Embiid. Finally, that complements his game instead of hurt him. I think who does who does that. are you referring? Who does to Jokic Simmons? have yes. right now? <laughs> Can you tell me who Jokic has right now? Will Barton. <laughs> I'm just go. Will the okay. Thrill? Yeah, okay, just keep going. Keep going. You're up. All right, my next pick is Jaw. Okay. I didn't need a point guard. Yeah, um, that's why I waited. Oh, I can get rid of Jaw and Jokic. Okay. Um, and Embiid. Oh, he's been so fantastic this year. Give me DeMar DeRozan. So we have DeMar. So once again, going down the top four, LeBron, Giannis, Jokic, and Ja for Connor, and then KD Curry and beating DeMar DeRozan for Dane. And I know who you're picking next. Yeah, just give me Trey. Have fun with Wiggins. Hey, hey, (laughs) listen. I have some chemistry with Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, (laughs) chemistry with uh, Wiggins in the All-Star game starting, yeah. So okay. th- this is a heck of a of a starting five, I think, for Connor. If, if we're looking at starting five, then Connor. I has, got has, Andrew has Wiggins. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. Andrew <laughs> like Wiggins I was, has... like, I could, I couldn't. Mine's still decent. Demar Derozan, I feel like is. I think LeBron's gonna pick him for sure because he wanted. I'm just saying. Team, just look but... at. You have two of the the fresh young faces in, in the league for the NBA: Trey Young and John Morant. Who I wouldn't even say they're fresh young faces anymore, but now they're starting to become the new faces of the league, especially from the guard position. Giannis is Giannis, Jokic is Jokic, and LeBron is. Uh, right. I, don't even, I don't know how much right. more I need so to say about LeBron. I but, get first picks with the reserves. Correct. Okay. Dan, Dan, I want to ask you first. Defend your starting five because right now yeah. I think Connor is taking it away miles and miles. Well, away. my starting five, with the exception of Trey Young on his team, is significantly better on the shooting end. I have Kevin Durant, okay, who's an absolute fair. sniper and the best shooter ever, and Steph Curry. DeMar DeRozan has arguably been the clutchest player in the NBA, and it's almost like he's turned back the clock. You see how many aggressive takes to the basket, how many posters uh-huh. he's had this year. Joel Embiid, statistically, has been better than Nicole Jokic, arguably having the best season of his career. Again, we can't. We're Old not going to get into that too much. There's statistics. no diss on. That's no, that's no diss on Jokic. We need the math and science there to figure yeah. this out. That's no diss on Jokic. But hmm. it's tough to. I'm not going to like diss his starting five because it, it's so good. Yeah. There's nothing. We're to talking about all stars. The, the yes. problem is the problem is with me is I got the clown at the end, Andrew <laughs> Wiggins, and I. He's not. He's a very good player. Right, he's a good player. He's not a great player. He's not an all star. He's a good player. He's not even a great player. But. That's kind of what's holding me back, right? Someone yeah, else like really uh, nice. someone else like a Jason Tatum or a Devin Booker or a Jimmy Butler should have been that fifth star. Well, well, you, know well, you can fix this yeah, now. You, 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 have you have the, the first, I have the first pick of the reserves, and this is tough, man. You could go a bunch of different directions. Um, ooh, ooh. I'm gonna go with Luka Doncic. Yeah, that was my pick. So I'm going to pivot and just go with. The guy who's been one of the hottest players in the yeah. league lately, Devin Booker. Yeah, okay. See, I started writing it down before you even yeah. said it because right. uh, uh, he's going to feed my weapons on my team, 
and uh, more chemistry. Draymond Green. I was Draymond Green. I was thinking and, about him and with my you, first. If you pick. look at that, now his Green, Curry, and KD. That connection there. Yeah, and obviously. Wiggins. And Wiggins, that's, and Wiggins. Yes, that's very true. He's probably not going to play the All Star game, right? Though, like, I mean, like not. He, he, uh, he I don't came think out and said that. Yeah. Giannis said he might not play. Yeah. Well, well I mean, like for the purpose. No, no, Giannis yeah. is playing. Giannis said he yeah. might do the skills contest. He said. Okay. I mean, Draymond Green might be having one of the most underrated seasons in the league this year. Just true. like the way he makes that Warriors true. engine run. But yeah, and there's been comparisons the with him and being, uh, yeah, exactly comparing him and, and Rodman together. I know they're completely different players. Uh, from from what they can do on the basketball court uh-huh. and, what, and what Rodman did in the basketball court, but the fact that the, he's in that conversation as well, you know, the former Defensive Player of the Year, Draymond Green. My <laughs> second reserve pick is going to be Jimmy Butler. Oof. Jimmy Buckets. Okay. Um, uh, in deep. Thought. I need someone. Good radio. Down <laughs> in crunch time. Even though Luca's been great, that can run the point for me. Give me Chris Paul. That's a good pick. And hey, and hey, and hey, he's been the guy that's been able to hold a a lot of teams together lately. Connors knows that. You know, a lot of Suns fans know that. I'm gonna be calling Mouse in the house and pick the last legit big, Carl Anthony Towns. Big cat coming in hot. Okay. So that he's gonna be the one coming off the bench replacing Jokic for you. Mm-hmm. I need a wing um, on my bench, so uh, Jason Tatum. Tatum. And let, let me ask you guys, because I'm not 100% sure, are they still doing the Elam ending for the All-Star I'm pretty game? sure. I'm pretty sure. I didn't see anything the last, about the last I remember the, our freshman year when I was dead, <laughs> yes. the star game. I think we've told this story. I've dribbled around before. I had the flu. It's been a long time. Um, yeah. Um, the one where Aaron Gordon got robbed against yes. Derek Jones when he dunked over Taco Fall. And what, who was it? D-Wade? Yeah, I think it was yeah, D Wade that didn't give him like a he gave him like an eight or something like that. He gave and, him a nine. Um, he gave him a and nine. That also, nine because he wanted the All Star yeah. game was so competitive. Yeah, because they're, play, they're playing greatest. for that extra money, yeah. right? They're mm-hmm. playing like for extra money, and the game was so close in that fourth quarter. That I will never forget the images and pictures of of Kawhi Leonard uh, getting. I believe it was Kawhi Leonard. No, it was actually. Um, Giannis getting triple teamed by AD yeah. LeBron and Kawhi. Kawhi. All the hand, like you're looking at three monsters, three of the best defensive players to ever step in the court in the NBA, all, and all actually giving 110 percent in an All Star game. Now that's what it was all about. We haven't seen that ever since. So, yeah. Is it my pick or yours? Yes, it is. is your just pick okay. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. There's four left. No, more than that. No. Yeah. There's. I think we each have three or four. This one's between two for me. I'm not going to say which two in case you're thinking of them. But I'm going to go Zach Levine. Okay. And talk about a guy that's really made his presence known in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, looked at it as the guy that, that does all the dunk contest stuff. And now it's an, a formidable force in the NBA as well. Second consecutive All-Star appearance. Yes. Sure. Right. He's yeah. been fantastic. One of the reasons, him and DeRozan. And I, I, I'll talk about the Lakers a little bit later <laughs> in the show. We'll all talk about our favorite teams, but. If it weren't for the Westbrook trade, they probably would have signed DeRozan. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but next pick for me, oof. Uh, I need more of a young gun on my team, someone that can surprise some people. Give me Darius Garland. That was the second guy, yeah. Now, I just called him an all-star, but to let him kind of slide this far, I uh-huh. feel like would just be NBA radio <laughs> malpractice. So, yeah, James Harden. Harden. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's tough. Taking Levine over Harden, Garland over Harden. Four yeah. left. No disrespect to FVV, but I'm not picking him. Give me Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> you see, now I know this draft isn't like going like technically accurate because mm-hmm. there's not a doubt in my mind that the Jazz would have had the last two players picked again for the like, second <laughs> consecutive year. But. Yeah, no, give me Fred Van Vliet all day. He's probably one of the more underrated guards in the entire he league. Is, he he's is. Been, yeah. And he's, he's, a, he's a guy that made his presence known back in that uh, championship run, yeah. if I'm correct. And the, and the comparison to him looking like just like That was his coming out party. Yes. Yeah. You know, so for, for him now finally to make his mark, and, and I believe the only reason he's in is because of uh, injury or so, or some. No, he got voted in. Or, got voted he, in. he was like yeah. straight reserve, like no – no asterisks, no yeah. fans or butts. I mean, he's playing close to upwards of 40 minutes a game. Yeah. He's making a very high percentage of his threes. And that Raptors team in whole, 
They have a lot of contributing factors. Siakam but is also playing significantly Siakam's better playing very good this year, like compared to last year. But Fred Van Vliet as a scorer for that team, you can't yeah. say enough about. And, and the, when I look at that Raptors team, I don't know if this is like a stigma that comes with the Raptors, but sometimes you look at a player and like, oh, that guy looks really good in a Raptors uniform. Fred Van Vliet is that yeah. guy. I remember there's a lot of talk, uh, I believe, last off season or two off seasons ago, about him being a Nick at some point, having him be the point guard for the Knicks' future, and the, the amount of money that that was going to have to go that way would have been way too much. Or Odds are the Knicks sort of way overpaid yeah. for Fred Van Vliet. But uh, as we talked about, he's been uh, putting up great numbers. Um, and last pick, I do need a big off the bench. I'll take Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Which leaves me Middleton. I mean, this is even, man. I I don't think it's <laughs> This awesome. is even, This man. is even. If you look directly at the starters alone, I have it by to Connor by a long yeah, shot. Yeah, of course. Not by a long shot. You take out Andrew Wiggins and put in, like, say, one of my reserves, like a Luka Doncic, how much more even is I, it? I, I guess right? because a lot more even. Well, I mean, but, yes. Yeah, but we could play this what-if game all day because if Luka's starting, I'm drafting him over Trey Young. Okay, but it's still way more even if I don't have, like, a, a guy averaging 16 points I, a game I would say it. the bench looks a little bit more in the direction of Dane, slightly. Just given the Luca Green, Paul Tatum four right there. Right. Because I, I would have that four over Book Butler, Cat. My and, Draymond and pick, I think, is my most important pick. Yeah, I think that yeah. is a very solid pick, but I think the starter is going to be a little bit more important in this factor, so I'm, I'm going to slightly edge it over to Connor. Connor. Okay. If anyone listening has any thoughts on that on social media, hit us up at Jibble Around on Twitter. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. When we come back, we're going to be talking about our favorite teams. And along with Ooh. that, we're going to be talking about the upcoming dunk contest that always, say, don't always surprises the world. So yes, a lot of names out there that, that <laughs> definitely tickle my fancy. So stick with us right here on Dribbling Around. Do you like listening to your favorite songs? Well, on We Got It Covered, you'll hear them. Just not the originals. From pop to country, classic rock to musical theater, and more, there's something for everybody to love. And we guarantee you'll be surprised to hear which of your favorite songs isn't actually an original. Tune in to We Got It Covered on Wednesdays from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on VIC Radio. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Hey, what are you doing? Putting down a layer of asphalt. Well, it sounds terrible. Hold on. Wow, this sounds better. What is it? This is Asphalt, VIC's 90s alternative and indie rock show. Check it out every Wednesday from 10 to 11, only on VIC. Hey you, do you like Stephen Malkmus or Pavement or Stephen Malkmus and the Jicks or any other Stephen Malkmus related projects? We've got it all here on Asphalt on VIC every Wednesday from 10 to 11 here on Commercial 3 VIC. Back and better than ever, baby. Dribbling around here with you, Jaden Becker, Dan Richardson, Connor Glunt. And now we're going to get into some more basketball talk, of course. Now we're going to be talking about our favorite teams currently in the NBA, where they're currently standing up against themselves, where they were last season, where they are now, where they're standing up against conference foes. So uh, I think it's best that we start with Dane here uh, because this this could be a long conversation. So I I think we start with you, get it out the way first, because we're going to be talking about the Los Angeles Lakers here, Dane. A lot to unpack, a lot to unfold. The last time that we did dribbling around, there was a lot of players that that, that are no longer on this team that now. No. <laughs> so, no. and, and there's and there's a few names as well that uh, definitely have a lot of circulation around them. As one player in particular that's also uh, Connor is a big fan of, or at least uh, was a, a bit, yeah. big fan of at one point. So, Dane, I'll let you have the floor. Thanks, Gene. And here's a secret about all three of our favorite teams: they all stink this year. <laughs> they, they they just all stink. And we'll start. Connor, I know you're a big Russell. Fan. <laughs> Quite frankly, after this season, 
I am absolutely not a Russell Westbrook fan. This, I think, is going to be one of the worst trades in franchise history, right? I wasn't, I was a bigger fan of Kyle Kuzma than most. I was okay with trading him. KCP, he would hit some clutch shots at times, Montrez, but he leads the league in turnovers, and I get this team isn't healthy, but he's so sporadic with his play, right? There's no continuity and rhythm. One night he'll drop 33, 12, and 10 and come up with a triple-double and the Lakers will win by 20. Another night he'll get 10, 11, and 8, close to another triple-double. And I'm not saying he's stat-chasing, but then it'll come down into crunch time. The Lakers will be down by 5 heading into the fourth quarter, and Westbrook will have four turnovers in the last five minutes. I, <laughs> It's so frustrating with me, right? And he can't shoot. Which, how do you win with LeBron, right? Yeah. You surround yourself with shooters because he is such a fantastic yeah. passer. We pick 3 and D guys, you know. Right? Have, they don't have to be targets, but the guys I, that can shoot, guys it. that can play defense. I think they're ninth right now. I think they're going to probably be a play-in team. Sure, let's see. I think they're going to get out of the play-in, but I do not see them beating Phoenix, who, by the way, sneak peek, I think they're, they're my NBA champion this year, but we'll get to that. For Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix, I do not think they beat Golden State, especially seeing Clay Thompson shooting that well. Mm-hmm. I don't think they beat Utah, even though Joe Ingles just went down for the season because I think Bogdanovich can fill enough of that spot. Right? I don't even think they beat Memphis, who's been an amazing surprise this year with John Morant and Desmond Baines playing great. Right, So maybe Stanley Johnson's been a nice spot. Oh, we signed him to a nice two-year deal. He's been a, a nice guy in the defensive end. But look, this team is pretty much a retirement home. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> it's, it's an old group. Carmelo Anthony's been nice. But what can he do defensively for you? Absolutely nothing. Trevor Ariza, what is he going to give you? One basketball IQ play a game? And I'm not trying to diss these guys. All of these guys are fantastic. Have had fantastic NBA careers. But let me read you down the ages of the Lakers <laughs> roster. Ready? We'll go ABC order. Carmelo Anthony. 37. Trevor Ariza, 36. Kent Bazemore, 32. Pretty much it's terrible. Avery Bradley, 31. Decent defense. A lot of people forget he didn't play in the bubble for the Lakers when they won that title, but he was a huge part of the beginning of that season. He chose not to play in the bubble, so he does have a ring with that team. Uh, Anthony Davis, 28. Siku Dumboya, he doesn't play. Wayne Ellington, 34. Decent shooter, but doesn't do anything else for you. Taylor Horton Tucker, still 21, but he's kind of into shooting slump, he's kind of lost himself a little bit on the offensive end. Dwight Howard, 36, not what he was. LeBron James, 37. Now he's starting to deal with more injuries. DeAndre Jordan, 33. Every time he gets close to the basket, I cringe. Or when he goes to the free throw line, he's more likely to airball than hit the rim. Malik Monk, who's been a nice pickup, 24 years old. He's one of the few bright spots. And Austin Reeves, HBK, Hillbilly Kobe. Love him. But uh, Kendrick Nunn hasn't played. Maybe he's a good ad. But what I'm worried about is... The window now for the Lakers. How can you win with this team? Because once LeBron leaves, AD's 28, then he's kind of stuck in the same situation with kind of a bad team. Then the Lakers need to become bad again. Yes, we won a championship. Was it worth it? Probably. But they don't have any assets. Oh, okay, we're going to talk about the trade deadline. What are the Lakers' assets to trade anybody right now? True. Trade for anybody. And, and that was the first question that I had for you. What would you do in the trade market to try and solve the problems that the Lakers currently have? I've heard there's been interest in Buddy Heald and Jeremy Grant, right? And the deal was supposed to be Kuzma, Harrell, and Kuzma, Harrell, and KCP for Buddy Heald, I'm pretty sure, right? And you would have said, oh, the Kings got a great package for that. But then, if the Lakers got Buddy Heald, you know who they would have had enough cap to sign and would have gone there? DeMar DeRozan. How much different would that team look if they had him? Now, granted, DeRozan's 33, but he's having one of the best seasons of his career this year. So, and I'm not ready to play the hypothetical game, but I'm saying in a few years, I don't think this team's going to be good. I really don't. Especially after losing LeBron's going to come at some point. And he's, and like I said, I'm not going to be like Max Kellerman and say, Oh, like Tom Brady, he's going to fall off a cliff. But I don't think a cliff. LeBron has been one of the most durable players in NBA history in his career. You think it comes that way? But it's there seems to be a little bit. There's an injury here. There's an injury there. Mm -hmm. They're starting to pile up. And again, you don't blame him. Think about how much he would carry those teams in the finals against the Warriors. Yeah, that's that's really really tough to blame him there because as long as he's healthy for the playoffs, you really can't knock him. You know, and, and he has been durable. And defend, and then again, though, 
oh yeah, you can try and trade for Buddy Heald or Jeremy Grant at the trade deadline. I guarantee you there is another team that will come up with a better offer. Mm-hmm. Right? Why would you just send them to the Lakers to keep them out of conference or something like that if you're the Pistons? The Pistons stink. They don't care. Right? They're not ready to be a good team. Give them three, four years when they have more pieces around Cade Cunningham. But it's very frustrating. Could this team turn it around and possibly make a run if they get fully healthy? Yes, I'm not going to rule that out. They have a lot of veteran pieces with playoff experience. Maybe they could win Western Conference Finals max, and I think that's a very, very slim chance. Yeah. Very uh, slim yeah. chance. Uh, Western Conference yeah. is a stretch. Yeah, you're going based off the star power, which you're obviously looking at the roster on paper, I can't blame well, you. I'll give yeah. LeBron hey, one and, last and shot. The, the joke is that if this was NBA 2K11, NBA 2K2012, yeah. you're talking about uh, a fantasy team that you built and they had on, Rondo your, on your my GM. Yeah, they traded Rondo, too, so... Yeah, I'm not going to defend Russ because usually his schedule is he's the worst player in the NBA for the first month. There's a glimmer of hope around December, and then he's the best player in the NBA for the next three or four months. And that's what he did exactly in Washington. And that's what the Lakers thought they were getting. And that never ended up turning around. He did have the dunk of the year, though. Yeah. I, you got you to it. No, it's Anthony that. Edwards. No, it isn't. Rudy Gobert died on live television. <laughs> I think Antonio Brown was at that game. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he could have he been. He must have been a luxury. That's an Antonio Brown. Honestly, you know what? Sometimes, and Russell Westbrook, I'll give him credit. He gives 110% every time he's out on the floor, and I think he's gotten a lot of disrespect over his career. This is earned disrespect this year, Russ. Honestly, sometimes when he turns the ball over, like, more than six times in a game, I wish he would be like Antonio Brown and just rip off his jersey and like he did at MetLife and be like, yo, peace uh, out, I'm going home. Uh, Right, and of course, I don't actually wish that, but as a fan that's seen a lot of success with this team the past two years, and the previous years with all those young guns, they were bad for six years, right? It's very, very frustrating. I think that's enough I can say about that. What, but, I have one uh, question. I have one last question for you before we switch topics. There was the rumor about a head coaching change and Frank Vogel getting the boot. Personally, I always thought that just Who's was the un- take over Fisdale. Yeah, I just thought Fisdale has been proven not to be a good NBA head coach, but that just take that for data. Yeah, that just he There's had a good bit. On my boy. Nothing <laughs> good bit, no good results, Terrible no good data. So, but he just kind of seemed like the fall guy, right? Like, what what were your thoughts on that? He won an NBA championship with this team, so I can't knock him too much. He's a defensive minded head coach, but he's not one of those coaches that just can change a team like that. It's it's hard to sometimes win with this type of roster, and he's not like an Eric Spolstra type yeah. coach that can you, solve Usually, like Usually this. my rule of thumb when it comes to any sport is that you win a championship, you kind of have a five-year buffer where no one can really say anything bad about you given that you won that championship. But with the Lakers, it's a different story given that they are the Los Angeles Lakers. They're on, they're, they and they kept Los trying Angeles to improve system. after that championship, yes. too. Like they, I think there is you some know. obvious de- disconnect, though, between the head coach and the GM. I think that's where m- most of that like kind of frustration and tension stems from because I think uh, Vogel's made it clear he did not want one. You're going to have to – and if they fire Vogel, like I said, a couple of years, where is this team? Exactly. Because then AD's like 30. Is he still going to be healthy? It, LeBron it, might want to go I think the only Ronnie, example like, of a head coach being fired and the team doing better Russ is Toronto. Is and how, they went out and got Kawhi. How many years ago was it when the Lakers were in the gutter? How many years ago before LeBron? I would say, oh, okay. It was so four, right? It was fourth year. It was 2017-2018. So about four years ago. the year, And they were getting better with Lonzo... Um, Julius Randle left at that point. I'm not sure if Jordan Clarkson left at that point. Brandon Ingram. Clarkson left. Clarkson was they, traded they to Cleveland the year the last LeBron's last year there. That year. And you wonder, oh, what if they kept that core? Think about this. They traded D'Lo and then they drafted Lonzo. So those two couldn't you, be You say what if they kept that core. But I know, they, but they, they never would have won that championship. Yeah, they all exactly. developed in their own ways, in their own spaces. Yes, so. and you kept that core and everyone's like, oh, they'd be so good now. Yes. But would you have won? Absolutely no, not. Would won. they have been a playoff team now? Sure. But what would you take? A championship in 2020 or a five seed three years in a row and get mm-hmm. knocked out in the second round, maybe the Western Conference Finals for a year? They got the championship. Yeah. So that, that's what matters the most. They got the ring. So, But now, that's now of, it's the downfall after the championship yeah. that I have to deal with right now. Yeah. Someone else move on. L- L- Love and prayers over today. And, Connor, I'm going to yeah. head over to you. We're going to be talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. now. And, and if you had to give me one word 
to describe this Thunder team at the moment and where they're headed, what would it be? Fun. Fun. That's, okay. that's all it is. That's, that's fair. All, you go into the game expecting okay. nothing. Sometimes you get a little bit. Sometimes you get a whole lot. But if you get nothing, you can't be mad. I mean, we're, we're going from a team on their way to the gutter to the team that made the gutter their home. But honestly, OKC is a really good under-23 under core yeah, right man. now. Yeah. They got SGA. They've got uh, That's what's so Giddy. exciting. Like, it's, it's the complete Josh opposite Giddy. of the Lakers. You know? Exactly, yeah. I, even Josh Giddy, SGA, and yeah. Dort, I think those are your main three guys you're building around now. But even some of the other picks in the most recent draft, you got Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who's been playing some good minutes as a big. He's awesome at Villanova. I loved him. They've got Trey Mann, who's now coming into his own as like a scorer, who just packed Luka Doncic in their win. Uh, Melodon. Tio Maladon, he he's kind of fallen out of the rotation a little bit. He's kind of played in the G League uh, more than last year, so I'm not sure what his future holds. But even uh, Aaron Wiggins, he uh, Maryland kid, yeah, yeah, Maryland, yeah, 55th overall pick. He's he's had some games where there's definitely something there. Okay, Connor, now that you have all these young pieces, right? Josh Giddy, SGA, I think, mm-hmm. could be a great backcourt for the future. Giddy's only 19 years old. Right. And I want to talk about that pass he threw yesterday to tie the game to Kendrick Williams. Just watched his eyes and how much of a laser that was. Not many guys can do that in the NBA, mm-hmm. right? But when is the time when Presti flips the switch? How much longer do you draft young pieces and then trade for a bigger asset? Because you know he's going to eventually do that. We've seen him do that for Paul George, right, when they were much better when they had Russ in his prime. But when you flip the switch and say, hey, we're done kind of benching our guys every now and then to take a loss and tank, we're now going to become a contender. Because it's been a little – and it hasn't been that long because you remember two years ago, Chris Paul led this team to the playoffs. Yeah, I was on a rant on IG Live about the bubble performance. <laughs> yeah, so – but when do they turn and say, all right, this is our direction now to go win? I honestly think this is the last draft where they're really, like, hoping the ping-pong balls fall for their future. Okay. If they can get Banchero, Chet, or Jabari Smith, those, Jabari gu- Smith. Oh my gosh. those guys fill either, like, the kind of big wing or just the big need on mm-hmm. this team, I feel like they wouldn't start trading picks and selling assets immediately after the draft. I okay. think they just kind of, like, play it out, see how it goes. But honestly, if you add one of those top three prospects to this team, they're not a gutter team. Like, they're they're – flirting with the play and they are they're getting a little bit there like they're not all the way there yet because it would also depend like one of those three guys has to be a hit you know mm-hmm. so i feel like obviously they're not going to use all those picks no one Presti didn't trade for all those picks with the idea and assumption that i'm going to draft all these players but it's getting i i would say one to two years before those picks start to get traded this is very exciting because, as, as we all know, the Thunder have so many picks. The, yeah. the players that are going to be picked are currently being conceived at the moment. That's, that's how many picks <laughs> that, that are being that are there for the Thunder. So yeah, it, it's definitely exciting to see. Uh, Poku, one last thing. How's, how's he doing, Poku? He, he gets minutes every now and then. But, I, he, again, he's just one of those guys with Maladone where, again, this draft class that they just had has pretty much been an A+. So and they've, they've, those guys have earned their minutes. And – Somewhere those minutes got to go, and I think it's been Poku and Maladon primarily. Okay. But, I mean, both those guys are also super young. They're getting G League minutes. They're still developing. Their careers aren't over by any means. Three years, Thunder are going to be really good. Lakers are going to be really bad. And, and the Knicks are going to be the gonna, Knicks. Connor's going to shoot me a text, and so, the Thunder are going to beat them by 30. But then, Connor, you just said the Knicks. Jaden, The ahead. Knicks. Okay, I just want to talk about the Knicks for a moment. <laughs> So the Knicks are currently in a point now where they're no longer where they were at one point, maybe two, three years ago, four years ago, where it's just absolute bottom of the barrel, the worst thing you've ever seen in the history of your life. There's no ever coming back from this. This is just awful. And then obviously having that playoff run last season, uh, not run, but just having, having that playoff moment, if you will, where Trey Young decided to be the heel of all heels in Master Square Garden, like he's uh, Ric Flair walking in there, <laughs> being being Ooh. the heel of all heels. So I think now the Knicks are at a point where, much like maybe the Celtics were, uh, maybe a f- five years back or six years back, where it was like they're good, but not good enough to. Not, I wouldn't say the Knicks are good, but the, like they're. They're now a team that that is criticized because there is potential to be good. 
which I can lay my laurels on saying like, all right, at least there's potential to be good because there's names and pieces that you can hang your hat on. You know, the Knicks finally, they, they moved away from Kevin Knox, which is fantastic. You know, they have a couple pieces where in, in R.J. Barrett and uh, quickly, if you will, so that, that can definitely bring up your team. You know, and, and there's a couple players on this team as well that can turn into stars in this league, I believe, if given the right pieces around them and hopefully the Knicks get the piece get a piece that is finally the Knicks cornerstone the Knicks have been trying to look for that for a long long time Julius Randle has kind of became the face of that oh. but no one looks at Julius Randle and compares him to the rest of the league no one looks at Julius Randle and be like oh this guy's a superstar he's a very good player but I wouldn't say he's a superstar he hasn't played he hasn't like a very good, good this player year. I know so he hasn't Play like a very There's good even the this thoughts season. of was last year a fluke, especially yeah. after getting that payday. Yeah, and and you have to wonder if it is, and that's uh, that's a really good point. You have to wonder if it is. I think the Knicks are honestly just missing that big piece to come to New York. But who wants to come to New York? The, no the one answer... wants to come to New York because, the, and I'll say this: no one wants to come to New York because everyone takes their game to another level as soon as they step on that Madison Square Garden stage. It's like you're stepping you're stepping into the garden, and that is the mecca. That is the place where everyone wants to play for a day, but not play for 42 games out of the season, 41 games out of the season. So th- the problem is you have to attract someone to come to the garden and say, you, we want you to make this your home. No one's going to be willing to do that because everyone wants to do it for a day, like Trey Young, oh, I'll come here for, for a seven-game series and I'll blow the roof off this place. I have them boo me until they're throwing cans at me. They're throwing, they're throwing drinks at me. I have them boo me like crazy and I'll make my name in New York. But I'm not going to play here. Why would I play here? You know, I, I, Then I'm not special. You know, all these people come. Jose Alvarado came in and, and dropped a, an amazing game for the Pelicans oh, because it was a come-home story. I got to come home, play in front of my family, 20-plus of my family there in attendance. All my fans that rooted for me at Christ the King all here. Now I'm going to have the game of my life. But I don't know if I'm going to play here every single day. I can't do that. That's, that's tough. The New York media is difficult. So that's what makes New York so tough, especially playing as a Nick, because everyone's coming in there, coming at your neck trying to kill you meanwhile spike lee doesn't help with yeah like everyone's coming in trying to have the game of their lives against you in the garden meanwhile you're trying just to make it by it's the story um kobe dropped 61 in the garden Mm -hmm. and he goes to spike lee he goes reggie miller your fault mj 55 your fault 61 tonight your fault I, I have a question. It's, it's a great point, Jay. And this is no knock because what he did last last year was really good. But do you think Tibbs is really a coach that can attract like free agents no. to your team? No. no, but I think he's a coach that he's not a coach that can attract the big free agent to come. But he's a coach that can keep a team together. That's what I think at the least. He can keep a team together, and as we saw last season, he can play good defense. He could definitely teach a team how to play good D. That's what I'll give him a lot of credit for. Now. If you ask me which direction to go into to find a new head coach, if that's the case, I have no idea where to, where to go in that direction, to be honest with you. But it, it might just have to come down to a general manager or something like that that, that would attract the free agent. Or it's, it honestly might just come down to a player themselves saying, I want to be the one to take New York out of this gutter, to take New York out of this this stuff that they've been in for was it been 50 years since the last time they won a world title, a world yeah, championship? Yeah. Do you think RJ Barrett, I think, is only 21 years old? He's yeah. only going to get better. I think he's going to be an all star yes. in the next few years. I don't think the answer is Damian Lillard. I think maybe when RJ is in his prime, 25, 26, mm-hmm. that's kind of the window you have. Do you think, what is Barrett's ceiling, in your opinion? Barrett's ceiling? I, I could see him. Because he, he could be a multi time all star in the next I, I could see him being a top 20 player in the league. I, I don't think that, I don't think that's a question. Do I you think being, he's a one? Uh, no, I don't see him a being two? a top player on the league because in, in the NBA, yes, I could see him being a two. In the NBA, it, it's not like baseball and it's not like football, where it's, it's so obviously very talking different sports. But but it's you so, know you know right away from such a young age that this guy's going to be the guy. You know you know right away. Like you look at Ja, you look at Luca, you look at. At uh, Trey, you know right away this guy's a number one on the team. This guy's going to be it for a long, long time. This guy's going to be very, very good. If you can't tell that right away from a player early on, then they're not a one in my opinion. They're not going to be a number one type guy. That's true. You know, That's it fair. takes time for it to get there. The potential, the max that they can reach is a two or a three. You know, the only there's a few players that were able to break that mold, if you will, 
And, and Curry, I think, is a good example because early on in his career in the NBA, yeah, his three-point shooting was amazing, but no one would ever consider him to be the greatest at that time. Now he has evolved into a precedent amongst amongst gods, if you yeah. will, in the mm-hmm. NBA. So that's that's obviously a difference. But I think at this point in NBA, in how basketball players are are developed, if you're not great by by 20 years old, right. you know, and competing amongst men in the NBA at 20 years old. Then, then it's tough for you. It's going to be really tough for you to, to make it out. But there's definitely a possibility. But RJ, I can see definitely being a top 20 player in this and league. I don't think – you think they make the play into the playoffs? Right now they're uh, on the outside I think it's a, po- it, it's a possibility. And East, that's, that's what makes the play. Yeah, that's what makes – and we're not even at the All-Star break yet. We're almost there. So you never know. Come out the All-Star break strong. And this goes for any team in the NBA. Come out the All-Star break strong and anything can happen. It's true. 7 through 10 is the plan, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I could see – I can see Boston slipping, but they're also seven and three in their last ten. I think Charlotte's better than New York. I I do too. That's the thing, like because and even now Atlanta, the ten, the current ten seed, they're eight. Atlanta's and two in their disappointing last 10. this year. Holy, they're eight and two in their last ten. Yeah. They just beat Phoenix at it's home. About time. No, yeah, I think they turned the corner. I you think talking about Atlanta here. Yeah, yeah, we're talking they, about they Atlanta here. I think they turned the corner. The I think year. Washington is going is on their way to the gutter. They started out like oh, at one point with the one. Kuzma, like, they started out at one point at the one seed, and then Kuzma wore that pink sweater, and then I think they, <laughs> I think that was the downfall. Like literally, yeah, they could not is, win is, after is, that. Is what does it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to be talking about some dunk contest stuff. We're just going to be talking about ourselves for a little bit. So picks. Yes, maybe a little bit Bix here and there. We'll see. You have to to give me the games, though. But (laughs) from there. All right. It's Jade and Connor, Dane and you, right here on 92. Excuse me, on VIC. Would you run around? Would you run around? Would you run around? Over the Moon has your favorite upbeat, happy hits, no matter the genre. Tune in every week, Thursday, 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. Only on VIC Radio, the voice of Ithaca College. End your day with a smile by tuning in to Over the Moon, VIC Radio's happiest specialty show. Listen every week, Thursday, 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. Your FM alternative. You made it through another long week, and there's no better way to celebrate than taking a trip down the scenic route on VIC Radio. Join us every Friday night at 10 as we explore the best of folk and Americana, stopping at all our classic favorites and discovering a new, unique voices along the way. Sit back and enjoy the view, only on VIC Radio. What a time to be alive. The NBA Dunk Contest is right around the corner, as we all know. If you rank the dunk contest amongst All-Star Game festivities in sports, I would either put it at one or two right around the uh, home run derby, yeah. in my opinion. I, I, I would have to say I did watch uh, some of the NHL stuff that they did yesterday, and I think they did a fantastic job playing into the really? Las Vegas atmosphere. Uh, they, they had this... Uh, you had to be able to get the puck onto a different platform. Oh, as well. on the fountain. Oh, the fountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful look. And talk about playing into the gimmick of, of Vegas and playing into the fountain. Great job. You I know? think it was a great yeah. TV experience. I yes. think if you're a fan and you're going to the skills contest, you want to see all the stuff. You don't want true. to have to watch it on Jumbotron. That's true. It looked cool on TV, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But remember, you're trying to get hockey to a mass audience. I exactly. think football is always a failure every year. It's, 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 it's Dodgeball, though. Dodgeball is good, but Seriously? once... Oh just my because God. the, the pre-recordedness of it, because it's pre-recorded, yeah. the, the the whole All-Star stuff festivities for uh, Pro Bowl, if you will, for, for football. And then along with that, it's it's you know, it's just not as fun to me in my opinion. I honestly think if you just make the Pro Bowl uh, a seven-on-seven, two-hand touch game, I think it will be a lot more fun for a lot of the players and a lot yeah, more no safer one, no for one the players. To, no, I, mean, I don't want to see my guys get, get blown up and, yeah. and, and killed in, in the Pro Bowl. You know, it was fun seeing Sean Taylor do it once. Yeah, to a punter, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, that, was, yeah. that was harsh. But other than that, we're going to get into the dunk contest. We have some fantastic, fantastic names for the dunk contest. Names that I hold near and dear to my heart. <laughs> At least three of them. Yeah, three, three of them, three, yeah. three out of the four. Uh, the one that's not is uh, JTA. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. 
Um, I honestly couldn't even tell he's you. Been, he's the been a good bench piece for Golden State. Yeah, he has. Yeah. And he has a nice poster on JaVale McGee. N- nothing which about is why Juan Toscano Anderson might, does it for him. He might surprise you. you. I don't think he's going to win, but he okay. might surprise you. I feel like dunking on JaVale McGee is almost like the initiation <laughs> to like just having like any sort of dunking ability in the NBA. Uh, that's true. That's just like the final step. It, like if you're like for, like Greek life or something like this is the final thing you do before you're fully <laughs> yeah, initiated. Dunk sorority, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go through the three that I'm most interested oh, in. Oh boy! And I- I'll go in order of of hey. interest. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll start off with uh, from lowest to, to highest. I'll start off with Obi Toppin, uh, given the fact that he is a Nick. The Knicks fans love him. Uh, they chant his name. There's no bigger pop, pop in the garden than for Obi Toppin. I think a lot of Knicks fans, when they come to go watch a Knicks game, they love watching Obi Toppin play. There's something about how he performs on the court. I think, obviously, he's in the dunk contest for a reason. He's high-octane. He has this this wow factor. He might not be the best basketball player on the court, but he might have the best wow factor for the Knicks at the moment. So, obviously, being that, that New York vibe there, that gives a lot of love from me to him. I have to say that first and foremost. All right. Number two, middle interest. Cole Anthony, oh the guy God. that that of course I like him. I, I am not the most fondest of, given the fact that one, he, I went to St. Francis Prep in high school. He went to Archbishop Malloy. He played for Archbishop Malloy. He beat the holy heck out of St. Francis Prep. <laughs> but one thing that bothered me the most is that he called himself the King of New York. Meanwhile, he never won a championship in New York at all ever. And he didn't even win Brooklyn Queens, which is two boroughs out of. New York City. So if you can't even win Brooklyn Queens, you can lose into Kofi Coburn and Musa Cisse at Christ the King. That that that's saying a lot. I mean, and Cole Anthony had Moses Brown with him, who is in the NBA. Who, he was with the Thunder at one point. Yeah, he was traded to Boston in that Horford yeah. deal. Yeah. So he he was Moses Brown, and he was Cleed Moore, who went to Georgia Tech. So, you know, it, Cole Anthony. Uh, even though I, I I portray a lot of heat towards Cole Anthony, I am interested to see what he can do in the dunk contest because mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, when we used to watch him in high school, he was putting on dunk contest dunks pregame. He would bounce it off a brick wall and then catch it, go between the legs, dunk it. And this is in high school. This is in high school. So imagine you're a basketball player in high school, just getting out of a tough math class, and now you got to go up against that guy, Greg Anthony's son, going up against Cole Anthony, number fifty on the Magic. Like the funny thing, scary. You say he's scary, and you're right. He's not even the bounciest player in this dunk contest. Yeah, he's who not. Is, who is he Jaylen? is Jalen Green. Big body bands. My I used to be Dusty Jalen Green. <laughs> uh, he is. He, he was injured for a while, if I'm correct. So he, he's been away yeah. for a long time. But in the beginning of the league, in, of the season, easily. He levitates. Favorite, easily my favorite player in the NBA. Easily, undoubtedly. I think it's just the charisma, the character, what he brought onto the court. You, everyone knew that he could jump out of the gym. A young guy, a, a baby, a baby in the NBA, and putting up dunks like, like he's, he's a grown man. So I just love his character. I love his charisma. I love the way he carries himself on the court. I love his youthful exuberance. I love how he he, he is a young guy. Kind of how you carry yourself. Yes, I think so. I think so, and and, and in multiple ways in the way I broadcast and the way I just live my life. So I see a lot of myself in Jalen Green. So I I just aspire for Jalen Green to be the greatest thing possible. You know, Jalen Green, JG, also the same initials as Jeremy Goldstein. Yes, but no no love to Jeremy Goldstein. (laughs) Jalen Green, uh, Jeremy Goldstein has no Christmas swag. Hey, Jeremy, uh, if you're listening, Donovan Mitchell is not going to the Knicks. That's all we'll say. He's also not a one. But yes, dunk contest picks. Who you got? I'm um, I'm gonna go with Green winning. So I think much. I think he's gonna jump out the gym. I, well, what might hurt him is if he doesn't do anything creative. That's what that's what, what's gonna hurt anybody here because I think out of the three names that I mentioned, Green, uh, Obi Toppin, and Cole Anthony, they can all perform fantastic dunks, but they need to add a little extra spice, a little extra and flair Obi's to it. it. Yes. That's that's the thing I was going to say. I I'm almost in the boat that if you if you already participate in the dunk contest and especially if you lost, mm-hmm. I don't think you should get an invite back. And I know, I, I know oh, Aaron Gordon got that second that. invite. I feel like... Well, Gordon should have won. Gordon should have won. That's, that's his argument. He should have won. But also, Levine, it, but. you lose your sparkle. You lose your sparkle that second time coming back, especially whenever Obi Toppin really didn't do anything that memorable. Yeah, you, you just have to do something special, whether that is, you know... Uh, I, I wonder, yeah. I'm not saying what you physically do with a dunk, but the build-up to it, whether you're going to jump over Shaq in the throne, yeah. like how Buddy Heald did it, whether you're going to blow out a candle, whether you're going to jump over a car like like Griffin. You know, you have to do it, something just, 
big and over the top to get the fans invested, to get people yeah. invested, and, that, and that's what really is going to give you the, the only win. marquee name on this list, really. If we're and this is a stretch, is Jalen Green. I feel yes. like given his youth, yeah, given his you, youth, you need like more star players in this contest. Could you imagine just to, like a just Giannis to or an Anthony Edwards in this? It's true, Edwards but I, I, would be or John Morant. Even though they're, uh, you know, Giannis and Ja and all these guys are amazing players, I don't think that they're. Dunk contest. I the, think the Anthony dunk Edwards. Contest Anthony Edwards is it? Maybe Anthony Edwards. But yeah, yes, definitely Anthony Edwards. But I don't know about. Giannis I would love to see LeBron Anthony and, and DeMar. Those would my those yeah. would be two of my dream con- yeah. contestants. Anthony and DeMar DeRozan. Maybe DeMar five years ago. Yeah, okay. but I mean, he was just poster on poster five years ago. But who's ago. your pick? Uh, Jalen Green. All right. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll so three-point yeah. contests. We'll come up with those picks yeah. in a, few, a week or two. Um, <laughs> we all won't have the same picks for this next segment, though, because we oh. have 14 games to oh pick. My oh, my goodness. goodness. All right. Starting off, we'll go at noon in five minutes, tip-off. Number 17, UConn at number 12, Villanova, Big East battle. What do you got? I'm uh, going to go Villanova. I'm going Nova. I'm going UConn. I'm, I'm, I think uh, I have a UConn connection somewhere in the world, so I'll go with them. All right. Next game. At 2 o'clock today, number 20, Iowa State, who's been struggling a little bit at number 23, Texas. Chris Beard's turned around his program a little bit. Did just lose at Texas Tech, his previous program that he just left. But interesting game. I Iowa State played well at Kansas earlier this year. Jaden, I'll start with you. Iowa State or Texas? Connor, you already put in Iowa State. Yeah, I don't I don't like Texas. Okay. I'm going Texas. But I just don't I th- like I think University I'm... of Texas. Texas is not back. I think hmm, I'll probably go Texas here. Okay. Third game, another college game today. Number eight Baylor at number ten Kansas could be a barn burner in a rowdy Allen Fieldhouse today. Kansas coming off a blowout loss at home to Kentucky last weekend in that Big Twelve SEC Challenge. Baylor also lost to Alabama in that Big Twelve SEC Challenge. I say Kansas bounces back. I say Kansas bounces back as well. Usually the the joke is that Kansas does not joke, but Kansas doesn't lose at home. Obviously they lost at home, so uh, I'm going to go Kansas in the bounce back. Gotta, yeah, rock chalk. Got to keep moving quickly. Number 19 USC at number seven Arizona. I'm going Arizona. Uh, go Arizona. Yeah, Arizona that's a just sweep. beat number three UCLA yeah. at home. I don't think they screw this. Exactly, one that's a sweep. Let's go 76ers Bulls in Chicago. I'll edge this out to the Bulls here. Even though I, I've been a really big advocate to the uh, 76ers as of late, okay. I think I just had to the Bulls. Okay, I, I got to go 76ers. All right. Nets at the Nuggets. Meanwhile, the Nets are on a seven-game losing streak. Give me the Nuggets. Yeah. Nuggets, yeah, the Nuggets nu- are catching them at the right time. Nuggets for sure. The Nets are in a down, downward spiral. spiral. And uh, are they home? The, uh, the it's in Denver. Home. It's the in Denver, so the, yeah. that means Kyrie's going to be Right. I mean, yeah, Kyrie so. will be. but And the Nets are always a team that can turn it around mm-hmm. and flip the switch. Yeah, another day we'll talk about Kyrie a little bit more because I, there's some money stuff that I didn't realize that, that could have been Yeah. Well, huge. we'll just go with three more games just because of time, even though we have six on the board. Just the three most important ones. Let's go Suns at Bulls. Um, who do you have in Chicago? I'm going to go Phoenix. I just I'm going Phoenix. Hey, I think I'll go Phoenix team. as well, yeah. Okay. Um, number 18, Illinois, shout out Sauce Master Flex <laughs> at number four yes. Purdue. Illinois right now is the leader though in the Big Ten by I believe half a game. Uh, I'm gonna go Purdue even though Illinois, you know Sauce is Illinois, but I'm gonna go Purdue even though the one time I did watch Purdue they lost. That was we're uh, rocking with Illinois here. Yeah. Um, Give me home court advantage, okay. Purdue. And the last game will go. Let's go NBA Finals rematch: Milwaukee Bucks at the Phoenix Suns. <sighs> Milwaukee Bucks at the Phoenix Suns. Wow, that's a tough one. I think I'm going to go with the Suns again. I think I'm going to stick. I think home court advantage does it for me. Bucks, okay. Milwaukee. All right. All right. Uh, only a couple minutes left. Ithaca College basketball. Mm. Ithaca College women's basketball. 11-game win streak they play at Skidmore today. Should be heavily favored in that one. Not guaranteed to host yet. St. Lawrence Vassar, two big home games coming up in the Next couple of weekends. For, for the sake of our careers in broadcasting and the potential of getting more film on on our reel, we're going to root for Ithaca as hard as we physically can because uh, we want to see them, one, succeed because the, we all know these players and we all think that they're, they're pretty good at what yeah. they do. And two, it obviously helps us all out when they win because that means we get to call more games. And RPI, the men have lost two games, so I think the men are about a game back in the Liberty League. Trap game, though. Skidmore's won five in a row. Their last loss was against Ithaca for the men. Um, should be a close one there. And look out here on Dribbling Around. Maybe a, 
The, so, me- the men still the have Bomber, a chance at the one seed. I mean, they, they do. It's they have slight. one more game against Vassar. It's their last game. But of the they've lost both season. the RPI, which is tough. Exactly. That's um, that's tough, but keep, it's not dead. It's not done yet. Keep the dream's an eye alive. Out on the show, though, for some bomber players potentially mm-hmm. joining us. Some mm-hmm. players, mm-hmm. and a lot of players that we haven't talked to in a long, long time. Right. It's been it's been a while, so it'd be great to get back in touch with them. And uh, see where they're at Oof. in their headspace and moving into possibly a, a fun playoff season. Back in what, the groove, though. What an hour. What an that? hour it's been. And I'm proud of, of you both as well because we uh. were able to stick it to basketball for almost the entirety of the show. Which was, was tough. Which I did not think we were going to be able to do, to be completely honest with We're you. not this, used to the whole rambling yeah. thing. Like, give us a week Life or two to back. Yeah. I, I thought this was going to sound a lot more I like, didn't even uh, make any shoulder jokes. Show. Dane's really in the true. studio wearing a tank top a right tank top now. In, in what else is 15 freezing. degrees out. Freezing if, only, if only they could see me. Gosh, that Yeah, your shoulders are just popping. popping through the mic right popping. now. Yes. Uh, by the way, the three-on-three basketball contest this is still on. <laughs> us versus uh, Skylar Sinan, uh, George Koryak, and Liam Spellman. That's going to happen. We're going to swipe the floor with them. Let, them. let them know that now. Something is wrong with you. It's officially 12 o'clock, yeah. and... Okay. Uh, we got to go. I think yeah. we have to leave. So, right. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm Jaden Becker along with Connor Glenn and Dane Richardson. Thank you for sticking with us for this hour of Dribbling Around.